I first came to know the photographic work of Alex Soth in 2004 when I was visiting the Whitney Biennial Exhibition in New York City. And when I saw his work, I really did just stop dead in my tracks. I was so amazed at everything about the photographs that I had seen. The photographs shown in the Whitney Biennial in 2004 were from Alex Stoth's series, Sleeping by the Mississippi, which was the series of work published in 2004 that really brought him onto the national stage. The portrait that I'm focusing on today and that I will come back around to before the end of my talk is also from that series, Sleeping by the Mississippi. And it's this one, Adeline, Ash Wednesday, New Orleans, taken in 2000 toward the beginning of Alex So's five-year journey off and on from his home in Minneapolis, Minnesota, down the Mississippi, all the way to New Orleans. He has since gone on to do several other photographic series, including Niagara in 2006, Fashion Magazine, which was published through the auspices of the Magnum Photographic Agency in 2007, and another series, Dog Days, Bogota, which um, developed when he and his wife had had to spend, spent two months in Bogota waiting to adopt their daughter um, in 2007. He is now a full member of the Magnum Photographic Agency, which is a cooperative agency of 60 photographers. It's very, very difficult to be admitted to their ranks. It's considered one of the finest photographic agencies in the world. He became a nominee. There are three categories of membership. He became a nominee in 2004 at the time when he really began to uh, find fame for his photographic work. And just this past year, he was named a full member of Magnum. And in fact, um, this happened uh, so recently that we didn't have a chance to change our wall label. And we still say that he's an associate. I've been very, very, I feel very privileged to have worked with Alex Soth. He is a very unprepossessing person. Um, has anyone here met him or worked with him? He's uh, definitely going to be in his tennis shoes and very low-key. Um, he, I think, also has a gift for approaching his subjects because he's a very accessible person. And he, through finding interesting subjects, getting them to agree to pose for him, which can take a very long time because he uses a large format 8x10 camera. And I've seen photographs of him up on a ladder standing in front of an icy lake somewhere in the Midwest with this huge camera on a huge tripod this high. Um, he clearly has a great deal of charm because he asks people to sit for him or to stand for him, as you see here. And because it takes a very long time to pose, there 
evolves a sort of relationship between the subject and the photographer. And as Soth has said, I want to get this right, so I'll step over here. If a photograph documents anything, it is the space between the subject and myself. And that space is something that it evolves not in the space of a moment, but over time as he makes these photographs. In this particular exhibition, the what I call the Alex Soth Room of Feature Photography, he and I had several conversations about what he might show because certainly his portraits are very, very, very well known and they probably make up the bulk of his photographic work. But he also um, creates landscape photographs, um, interiors, but we wanted to focus on the portraits. And I'm, I'm sure, although he didn't say this, that he probably embraced the opportunity to show a selection of portraits from across the body of his recent work. We decided to focus on portraits of women. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that Alec, who was born in 1969, and so he was in college in the late 80s, early 90s, he went to Sarah Lawrence, and for his generation, the objectification of a woman, of a, of a female form even, is very, very different than what it might have been for a photographer working even 20 or 30 years before. And he became very interested in the work of the American photographer Gary Winogrand and was particularly taken by Winogrand's black and white photographic work, which was published in 1975 in a book called Women Are Beautiful. And I was actually just looking at that book before coming over here, thinking again about, uh, from my perspective as a person, I was graduating from college about 1976, so I'm a generation older than Alex Soth. And what I was seeing in Gary Winogrand's book was images of women who were finding a great deal of freedom in the early 70s, um, freedom from hampering clothing, freedom to lie in Central Park, freedom to be themselves. What Alex Soth looked back at Gary Winogrand and saw was an objectification of that freedom and almost a voluptuousness in the photographs of the women that he was taking in 1975. So in a sense, what Alex Soth and I wanted to do in this room was allow him to push back a little against that aesthetic of 30 years ago by foregrounding his own view of women, which is very sensitive, I think. In fact, one um, participant in another talk I gave several, when the show opened said, I would have thought some of these photographs were taken by a woman. Now, I don't know what you think, but it'll be interesting to see as you take a minute to look at some of these very almost poetic photographs of women. Some of them are from a series that has not really been published but exhibited called Portraits. Others are from um, Sleeping on the Mississippi, his Niagara series. But several of the photographs in this room are from a recent publication called Fashion Magazine. And I don't know if any of you have seen Fashion Magazine, but it is a soft-bound hybrid between a magazine and a book. It was commissioned by Magnum. And 
they sent Alex Sloth to Paris to Fashion Week. And he did photographs of luminaries like Karl Lagerfeld and people who are very important in the French fashion world. Um, and then he came back home. And steeped in what it was to take photographs in Paris, he then began to think about taking photographs of people who were in their own way, in their own very individual way, involved with fashion. And two of the photographs, three of the photographs from that series I'd like to touch on before we start talking again about Adeline. One of them is this one, Kristen, which was taken in Minnesota. And you see a young figure skater. You can see her makeup. But she's standing there in this very vulnerable pose. She's the furthest thing from a styled, high fashion model. And yet she is presenting herself in a costume, um, not high fashion. But this is meant to be seen in parallel to some of the photographs he took of models in the full makeup and clothing, apparel, selected for them by the designers. This photograph of Florence was taken in Paris for Fashion Magazine. And in the magazine, this is one of about three pairs of photographs of high fashion models first photographed ostensibly as they, when they first wake up in the morning, but we know given his habits that this shoot took a long time. And then evidently while the photographer took a break, the model then is dressed and made up as though he or she is ready for the runway. And we see Florence in another image from Fashion Magazine fully made up. And the, the difference is quite astounding. I mean, in a way, her humanity disappears. She becomes a model. One of the things that Alex Soth commented about um, when talking about Fashion Magazine was how much more engaged he found himself with the models that he selects, whereas the fashion models that he photographed for this assignment were so used to being imaged that they, like celebrities, for instance, some photographs of, of whom you'll see in other sections of feature photography, uh, can put on a face, a face for the camera. And that's what some of these models were doing. So he's playing with the idea of he's photographing women. He's looking at women in Minnesota, women in Paris. And when you leave, there's another wonderful photograph just outside the store of a very young teenage girl who's wearing a necklace that looks like it's from Tiffany and a hat from the company called Burton that specializes in ski equipment. Um, so she's, in her own way, displaying her venture into, into the fashionable world. Now, to go back to Adeline, when Ian asked me if I would speak about one portrait in this room, I knew that I really wanted to speak about Alex Soth in general because I'm such an admirer of his work. And I wanted to point out to you that this room is meant to be his comment on his own photographic portraits of women. But this is my very favorite image in the show. And I've learned more and more about it as of, I've, I've emailed back and forth with Alec about this, and I, I like it even more given that I know, the more I know about it, the more I like it. 
this photograph for me as an art historian is a wonderful way into art history. It's very painterly for me. And, and for me, it resembles European Baroque images of saints looking heavenward. The ashes on her forehead appear to be left over from an Ash Wednesday service in New Orleans. And in fact, in the, the footnotes, the little bit of text that accompanies the photographs of Sleeping by the Mississippi, the photographer says, I met Adeline on Ash Wednesday outside St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans, the oldest cathedral in the New World, and he asked if he could take her picture. Obviously, this particular image really worked for him because you have a sense of her tattoos and this other mark on her head. She's looking heavenward. There are wonderful correlations with the curls in her hair and the curling ironwork behind her. But what's also wonderful, and I think probably sits right behind a number of his photographs, is a wry sense of humor. Um, humor and poetry infusing documentary photography because, and I have to grab my glasses, so give me just a sec. Thanks. Because when Alex Soth approached her and said, may I take your photograph, she said, will you buy me a beer? And he said, of course this is his story, but it's quite wonderful, oh, that doesn't seem quite right for Ash Wednesday. And she said, oh, I didn't go to services, these are cigarette ashes. <laughs> so we have a backstory here that informs this photograph. And the other wonderful thing, which he published in Sleeping by the Mississippi with no comment, is her name. And this, if I may read you one sentence. I found Adeline. Her full name, she said, is Adeline de Chartreuse Coqueca Chacadelica. That's not a real name. <laughs> so she was pulling his leg a little bit, but he was pulling hers and ultimately made an individual his last name he really didn't even know famous in a sense because Sleeping by the Mississippi is perhaps the best known of his books. And when a soft cover edition was published just in 2008, it sold out so quickly we couldn't even get any for our bookstore, for the shop. It's that well-known in photography circles. Um, and as a last small comment on this wonderful image, which I love, um, just recently, Alex said he was photographing in a commune in Austin, Texas, or near Austin, Texas, and he was showing someone there who was he had chosen to be a subject, um, images from Sleeping by the Mississippi, and one of the members of the commune said, I know her. She lived here for a while. So a, a small world. She's still around being her wonderful, unusual self. Who knows where now? But she certainly lives in art. And I hope that you enjoy taking a further look at some of the other photographs in this room. I'm happy to answer questions if anybody has any, but I would definitely encourage you to take the next 20 minutes or so before the guards begin to prowl and look at some of the other work in the show. Thank you. <laughs>